Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah. Southern California Live. Like that's going to happen. Uh, with Wendell at 7.06. Yes, indeed, this is the Patriot. K-E-I-B, A-M, 11.50. I am your humble servant, Johnny Wendell. Johnny Venom will join us momentarily. Uh, we got many, many, many things to talk about. I was asked by Joe Escalante's guest if we were going to touch on the events in Sutherland Springs, Texas. And she, you know, she's a neophyte to talk radio and, and doesn't entirely understand how the format of the show works. But I did want to get out of the way that on the issue of firearms, this is a very, very bad forum for that particular topic because both sides are so polarized that it no longer matters what happens in the news. It's horrible what happened to those people in Texas. It was horrible what happened in Las Vegas weeks ago. There will be more mass shootings before the end of this year. As I I was on KFI earlier and uh, with Mo, and I said, and I confessed, that as a dad, when I drop my children off at school, the thought does cross my mind that I may never see either of my sons again, given the climate that we're in now. And yet that was somehow construed as a, as I saw this on Twitter, a gun-grabbing liberal weakness. My answer to that is, by all means, mess with my family. Seriously. Joining us. Johnny Venom from Chicago, Illinois, our philosopher king from the Midwest, a Bears fan, a Cubs fan, a man who will fight his dad to to his dying breath to get a chocolate-covered pretzel. (laughs) It's true. They're all gone. What, he he huffed them all, huh? He got them all. Would you say, by way of analogy, that chocolate pretzels are to your dad as Domino's Pizza is to Miguel. I would say there is some sort of symbiotic relationship at this point. I have a question for you. If Miguel were in your drawing room with your dad watching a sporting event, Mm -hmm. would your dad be horrified that he was inhaling Domino's Pizza just as Miguel would be horrified to see your 92-year-old father getting sick on confections? Most likely. We've always had a rule. Since I was a child, no store chain food. Okay. He, he, especially Domino's Pizza. He has made an exception with the Chalupa from Taco Bell, which is horrifying in itself. Uh, to say the least. Right. But you are right. He will not accept that. Because he, he got to understand, he grew up in Chicago. Right. He grew up in the old neighborhood. Right. For, for him, this is a betrayal. I understand that. Yeah. This you is know, serious now the, business. The, now, the, now the pretzels. You know, my dad's a bit of a hypocrite because he'll get the big giant barrel of pretzels from Costco. Right. 
you know, which, you which, know, which is a chain. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, it's like a giant super dominoes. Only they pay their people better. Uh, yeah, rather. <laughs> yeah. Hey, relative to dominoes, I'm saying. Uh, relative to I understand. Uh, but it, it would be a, kind of a bizarre culture clash in a way to have Miguel and your father battling over extremely sickening food items. They would have one thing in common. Which is? I'm almost certain the plastic from the barrel of the pretzels ends up becoming the dough in the pizza. There we go. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Oh, there he goes. You, 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 it's a pity in a way that his segment and yours do not coincide with each other, John, because you know that at the end of every show we examine Miguel's social life and it can be very, very colorful in a sort of pitiful way, you know? Well, I could call back if you want. Uh, you know. <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah, but no before problem. that, let's get down to, uh, to business here. Yeah. There is a controversial plan which has been afoot and has been thwarted over and over and over again to drain water from the Mojave Desert and send it into Southern California, turning the Mojave Aquifer into the... Owens Valley Aquifer, which, as you know, is, as we speak, bone dry because of Los Angeles. I'm sorry. Happened before I got here. Don't blame me. The L.A. Weekly's Hillel Aaron uh, is talking about how in the Mojave, in, in, in the National Preserve, under the Ship Mountains, that's Ship Mountains, one walks into the Cadiz Valley, and that is where there is a, an aquifer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the few remaining in the state we should have. Right. It's There's not a lot of these around anymore. No, it's it's what's called the Fenner Basin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the Cadiz Valley, the Cadiz Company, which has about 10 full-time employees, has existed in for one reason alone. They want to pump tens of thousands of, of square feet, acres of water out of Fenner and into Southern California as a hedge, they say, in case we run out of clean potable water here ourselves. Johnny, you you and I have talked about this particular issue before. Where are we going to get the water? All right, well, uh, the... Cadi- you know where I stood on now. Yes, I, I, under, I know. Well, you're a big but, desalinator. Right, but obviously that's not happening anytime soon. Mm-hmm. This thing with the, with the Mojave Desert is the equivalent of putting a giant magnifying glass over the city of L.A. for one major reason. Which is? That the numbers coming out of Cadiz are fraudulent at best. Oh, you think that, that Cadiz is, is overstating how much water yeah. is in the Fenner Aquifer? They, they, they are to measuring water what Enron was to accounting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Or and Arthur Anderson, to be Arthur more accurate. And, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. The, the, the thing is this. Yeah. There is no guarantee to anybody, because a lot of the people they're trying to sell the water to, they're not going to just want a one-year contract. This is something that they want going multi-decade. They want this in perpetuity. Right. But But there is no perpetuity here, because once the, the water's gone, it's gone. As, as the by, people by in, definition. As, as the people it, it, in the desert will tell you, John, you empty the Fenner Basin, it's not going to fill up in the lifetimes of your grandchildren. Okay. No, no not, all, not only that, it's not refilling at the rate that L.A. would end up taking the water out. That's There'd right. There would always be a constant deficit. And there's something else to consider. Like I said, multi-year contracts. And if he can't deliver, and L.A. is going to have to look for someplace else, which, I mean, they're doing anyhow, but still, you're talking an added cost. 
Now, here's something else to consider. Right. Now, you sent me an article on this, but i got to tell you, they missed something that I've been reading about with the other major aquifers in the country that was dealing with the fracking issue where they on right. also drain the water out of it. Like like the uh, Ogallala Aquifer right. in, in Nebraska. And, and that is, if you remove the water there, what do you got in its place? A major vacuum area. And, yeah, and, 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 by the, and by the way, the Fenner Basin is adjacent to what major... Uh, oh, geological landmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 okay. I'm having a, yeah. a okay. mind fart on this, but yeah. yeah. But I... the thing is this. Yeah. That vacuum eventually, by pure gravity, it is going to cause a whole thing to come. Now, I'm not saying... It'll fall in. Right, but I'm not saying... It'll be the world's biggest world. sinkhole. Well, you, you won't even have to have the sinkhole, okay? The, the surrounding part, and that's going to cause a shift in the land. Right. Now, is Cadiz... Or any water company going to take up a liability contract should this this become a earthquake? Well, let me ask you something. Uh, in Oklahoma, you are now starting to see three and a half, four, four and a half uh, Richter scale earthquakes in a part of the country that never had it. Okay, and That's it's from frac- it's from fracking. Okay, the shale oil extractors. Have they paid anything to the towns that have suffered damage as a result? Minimal of this? at best. Nothing. Minimal at best. Not even minimal. Thing else. Zip. He wants to avoid Bupkis. inspections by having the the the, the, the pipe right. go adjacent to railroad track. Right. Now, if I'm the railroad company, well, the, well, you, well, well, the railroad is the right of uh, is the right of way that the water would go through. If if that Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Railroad is off limits. There's no project. That's what they've been fighting over for right. ages. But, but let's assume for a moment yeah. they found a loophole. If I'm yeah. the railroad, specifically Union Pacific, because I think that's the one that handles your area along with Burlington, not Burlington Northern, there's the other one, Santa Fe. Right. Uh, so anyways, um, what would happen if there is should be an accident? Say there's an earthquake. Nothing to do with Cadiz, but let's just say something happens. Right. The pipes become dislodged. Now, granted, it's not oil, it's water. It's water. Well, if that track is on dry, thin soil, I mean not soil, sand, or not sand, like you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, that. no, you'll have gigantic, you'll have gigantic washes. Right. As as anybody who has ever spent any time in the California deserts can tell you, it doesn't rain a lot and it doesn't rain often. When it does, what do we have? Flash floods. Okay, and they are lethal and they are incredibly destructive. As anybody who lives in Palm Springs can tell you. Okay. Now, I also want to bring up on an economic point of view. Sure. Thing is the value of the water itself. Yeah. All right, Cadiz has been trying to do this, at least the, the scam artist that runs that company, because he's already been convicted of securities for it. So I can already, you can call him whatever you want. That, that was quite a while ago in his defense. But, yes. yeah, well, <laughs> when you're providing fraudulent numbers on a, a number of water you got, I'm sorry, but, you know, Apple no, he's, he's, he's a thief. Yeah, but the agreed. thing is this. That water has a certain value. Right. He wants to pump it out now, obviously, because he wants to cash in. But should the temperature and the climate get worse, and it will, right. that value of the water actually would go up. 
Now, you know what the funny part is? If there he, is any, yeah. You know, well, actually, he's figured out a way to grow uh, fruit and Lemons. Vegetables. Yeah, he's got, he's got like a lemon farm there. In, yeah. in, in a very terrible condition. You realize that alone is a gold mine if he bothered to use his noggin? What, what, what if he expanded his agricultural no, capabilities? No, no, not the lemon itself. Right. The technology. Yeah, but, I mean, the, yeah, but he's the, sitting on top of a gigantic basin. It's not like he's got to figure out how do, how do I come up with new means well, no, of finding it, it, water. It's like, it's like, Johnny. The basin alone is not going to help. He's figured out a way to, to grow lemons. I know that. I know that. But listen to me. The Fenner Basin is unique in that when it rains in the Mojave, and it doesn't rain very often in that desert, the water does collect in that basin. That's where it goes to, okay? Right. So, so if you happen to be right on top of it or adjacent to it, taking that water out of the ground and, and, and growing lemons with it isn't really all that difficult. No, no, no. It's an oasis. The water, taking the water part out isn't. You're right. right. But it's the growing part with the conditions after it because you could have water, but if the temperatures don't permit... Those things aren't going to grow well. Or, or if the soil is, po- is right. pointless. I mean, it's, he's, it'll be stunted. Just ask any farmer in Arizona trying to, I mean, they got orange trees everywhere, but try growing apples. They can't do it really no, well. I no, mean, well, you can't. I mean, you know, it's, it's 20, to 20, 25 right. degrees too hot. Of course, Johnny, can you, can you hold yeah. on through the break, please? Absolutely, sir. Very good. When we return, we will talk some more, not about size, but about water and the desert. Southern California Live with Wendell at 718. Stay tuned. Signs. Now Jenny and Jenny, they're sitting on the swings. AM 1150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern California with Wendell at 724 and Johnny Venom in tow. Sir, welcome back to the Patriot. Hello there. Talking about the controversial plan to drain water from the desert, which was dead as of 2015, the Obama administration, under a lot of pressure from Dianne Feinstein, of all people, shut down the idea of moving water from the Fenner Basin into Los Angeles. Dianne Feinstein is, is an unusual duck. She is, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, she for a Democrat, she is extraordinarily conservative on a lot of things. But on the issue of the environment, she is she's Bernie Sanders type left. You know, she's very, very, very Sierra Club friendly, to say the least. It is said that she believes that her legacy is tied to the environment, especially in California. We agree on this. For the most part, yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, she hasn't shown otherwise, but yeah. No, she's been, she has been a vehement opponent of offshore drilling. She, you know, she's, uh, she's very green. Unfortunately, that does extend to taking lots of money from, de- from developers. But, uh, you know, on the issue of the environment, she's, uh, she's very progressive. So when trump became president-elect in november though the cadiz company got very excited mr venom didn't they 
Well, of course, they figured out about uh, compared to Clinton, he was going to. But it, listen, if Trump could, they would be drilling it, you know, in Yosemite National Park. Yosemite, not yes. Yosemite. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yes, I know what you, you know, mean, I mean, but I got Miguel here already mangling the English language. I don't need you, too. Oil pipes coming through the nostrils of the president on Mount Rushmore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's bad. I mean, he doesn't care. No, he does not. Uh, although it's fascinating because you and I talked the other day about the idea of, of a barrel of oil reaching record highs if, if unrest in Saudi Arabia continues. Yeah, right now it is up about a buck right now. But, of course, all of this has happened over the weekend. And wow, right now right now, Brent crude is only up 18 cents. So trading is going to begin around 2, p, 2 a.m. our time, my time, which is about midnight. Which yours. midnight hours, yeah. And so okay. then we're going to start to really see what happens on this. What do you mean Yosemite? When you were a kid, you saw Yosemite Sam as, as part of uh, your— I have your, heard it both ways. It's Yosemite. Nobody calls it Yosemite. Stop that. Okay. Yeah, look, dude, you keep and this up. I got Versailles wrong, remember? Yeah, you did. That was, that was one of the saddest moments in broadcast yeah. history. But, okay, we'll let that one pass. I mean, this is bad. You you keep this up, and, and I'm, give, I'm giving Callahan your home phone and it making you a Domino's recipient on a daily basis. I'm going to get the phone call and the visit, huh? That's right. Okay. <laughs> you, you I'll know, be good. You know, the, this will be the, the gastrointestinal version of cement shoes if you don't watch it. I, I'll be good. All right, thank you. So that being said, um, do you think that given that the profit margin on this probably not entirely existent water isn't that high, and also given that next year is an election year, you have a couple of conservative congressmen out in the in the Mojave, uh, Paul Cook is one of them. I'm trying to remember who the other one is, who might actually, for the first time in their careers, face serious challenges from a Democrat. Um, you think this thing might actually get nipped in the bud in Washington? That somebody will 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 go up to the EPA or uh, or no? He, he has a chance of actually getting it through. Oh, he does. Okay, he, he, he does because for one reason. They can easily slip this in, some approval for some bill. Feinstein, despite what she just said, she's got a lot on her plate right now. Yeah, she does. Okay, she's... and this could easily slip by, very easily. And not only that— But here's the thing. She and her likely opponent, Kevin DeLeon, are, are on the same page on this one. This is well, not that, an that, issue that they defer on. That, that, and I, again— She'll most likely vote against it, but at the same oh, time, yeah. automatically. I, I yes. can see still a, a situation where this could still get approved. They could try and block it, though. But I could still they see. can block it in the courts. Right. The, the idea is the idea is to hold it up until there's a Democrat in the White see, House and the, the Democrat the kills it ticking, again. Though, yeah. Because come 2018, yeah. you know, assuming you know President Tetris is still president. Right. Okay, then his support, he's got no political capital. No, he's got nothing. Okay, right now. and yes. in fact, it's negative. Right. Okay, and the Republicans, let's just focus on California here. You have Republicans voting for a tax bill that will eliminate the local and state income tax exemption. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, and, and you know something? Let's talk about that in the next segment because we're, we're grinding to a close here, Mr. Right. Venom, okay? Southern California, live with Wendell at 730. When we come back, we'll talk about the tax bill. We'll talk about 
all kinds of things. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That's the beauty of talk radio. As long as we are live and not on tape and in person, it's anything. Wendell. No, I don't think so. Southern California Live with Wendell 736 with Johnny Venom, our good friend from Illinois. Sir, welcome back to Patriot. Thank you. You may find this to be hard to fathom, but I regard you as somewhat of a, an oracle on a lot of things, Johnny. Seriously, I do. I'm not putting you on, and I'm not setting you up for some kind of left-handed slam here. I'm not going to do that. So I want to run this by you because you were a man who has a tremendous ability to see into the future. Are you ready? All right, shoot. How long do you figure it will be before the capability to figure out who an online troll actually is is universal? When they can figure out the IP address and okay. link it to the area and then link the IP address to known social media profile or even email address. So that's like, f- that's fairly easy. I mean, an, an IP or an ISP is y- your number is everywhere, right? Pretty much. Okay. But uh, some providers do change that from time to time. But you know, some again, say for example, you had a Comcast or a Cox or a um, Spec- what's the one by Time Warner? Spectrum. Yeah. Or Spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they use a set of IP addresses. That's right. Okay, so eventually that's linked to an email. Right. That went somewhere. Right, of course. So there you go. Okay. Somebody's going to link that eventually. I mean, our IP, I checked, is in Sunnyvale, California, which is about 340 miles from us. I don't know how that happened, but that's where the IP is. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, somebody, I'm going to go kill Johnny Wendell and they end up in uh, Palo Alto. I'm happy. You know? Well, what they would do is this. Is yeah. I mean, well, the, the server is in Sunnyvale. Right. Okay. But what they would do is they would say, okay, where is that? Specific? First of all, they got to realize that's your IP, not somebody else's. Right. All right. Or, or, or somebody using your Wi-Fi. Okay, then let me derail you or, or send you off on a semi-wild goose chase. Let's say I used a proxy server for everything. As okay, I, then you're, you're somewhat well-headed. You're okay. very well-headed. Okay. Okay, so the question is this. 
Is there going to be a point, do you think, in the future where somebody who goes and insults the crap out of people under a pseudonym off of various websites like Reddit or 4chan or any of this stuff is absolutely convinced that they are safe, nobody will ever figure out who they are, and they're, you know, they're, they're pulling the meanness on the Internet stuff. And somebody figures out how to, to track them and tracks them. Do you think this is going to happen in, in the near future? Yes. You really do? Oh, I do, for one major reason, because terrorism, terrorists are using this. Not the tracking, but they use, for example, yeah. we found out that they use a chat channel on the Sony PlayStation 4 game system. I don't know what it, I don't have a PlayStation 4, but I'm just right. saying. And, well, the FBI figured it out. We're just going to go in a chat channel. They figured out the code. The same thing yeah. with just, you know, just regular, you know, like messaging services or the dark web or what have you. Right. Which, by the way, whenever you hear the word dark web, yeah, the only reason it's called it is because it's sites that don't have a website address that are not cataloged by Google. Okay. That's why it's called dark web. So yeah, but that, that doesn't make any difference. It's, right. So what? It doesn't make any difference, but yeah. it can be tracked. They're working on. They have to work on this, and I guarantee you that somebody will come up with this. A for harassment causes because people. If you're an HR department, right. you would buy this software in a heartbeat. Right. If you are Google or Facebook, you or want whatever, you want this in in a heartbeat. You want this because you know what? The social media companies are going to be facing a new level of liability. I guarantee. Here's my prediction. What, after these congressional hearings where people wanted to find out how much Twitter and Facebook right. and the others had to do I with the election? I guarantee that there may even be an email that says, we'll sell you whatever, you know, because these people are new at their job and they don't know what the Logan Act or the other ones are. Right. And, and so I guarantee you they're going to be regulated. Like like media companies because they are media companies. Okay. I mean, if if Facebook can host a football on Thursday, they're a media company. Sure. Okay. They're a media company. And yeah. so they're going to need this software for liability purposes. In fact, they're going to their liability insurance companies are going to demand this or pay a higher premium. Okay. Okay. So about People when people will want this because if you're let's say your kid's being bullied, God forbid. Right. All right. As a parent, you're going to want to know this, so you can take action. I don't mean you're going to go to that person's house with a baseball bat, but, I mean, if you want <laughs> to take you legal wouldn't. recourse, <laughs> or call the, yeah, I know you, you can kick anybody's butt, but I'm just No, saying, I, I know I you can't. Know, or, or get the police or whatever. The police may want this. Yeah. You know? No, I'm curious about it because, you know, as you may or may not know, our producer, Miguel, here is a, he's a acolyte and an avid uh, follower of, of these kinds of message and chat boards and you see people being so unbelievably uncivil to each other because they can i mean it's the same reason the dog licks himself why does he do hey, it because he can if he's on 4chan are you on 4chan as we speak no i stay away he stays yeah, away from that's 4chan where nobody goes. okay <laughs> that, that, that's just toxic but I, I will say this this is going to happen because there's going to be enough problems for liability reasons. Okay, so okay, but one other reason why these guys get caught. Which is? They get sloppy. They may use the VPN on their computer, but they will forget to do that on their phone, and you can just as easily cause problems on the phone. Right. Okay. All right. Very good. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was just curious about this as, as to when there would be a 
rectifying of the troll situation because I, I, I got to tell you something like the the incredible I guess the dichotomy or, or the chasm between what somebody would say to you to your face in public as opposed to what they'll say to you online yeah. I mean is so wide it's ridiculous and I, and I laugh too because because I read some of the stuff that goes back and forth and I think to myself if you ever actually talked like this to somebody in public, I, I mean, you'd be taking your life in your hands. Look at Charlotte for one second here, okay? What a about her? A lot of these numbskulls that were marching. Oh, Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville. Excuse okay. me. My apologies. Yeah, I thought you in meant Charlotte, like, like of the, the person. With the polo shirts and tiki uh, Oh, the, the tiki dudes, yeah. Okay. They only had the cojones to do that because they spent years in their parents' basements typing away this racist stuff that they dare not say in public. Or like the guy in Google who wrote that manifesto about how women can't work on computers. Right, right, Okay, And and so it gave them this sense of of power. Right. And eventually they do enough of it where they think, you know, sort of like a guy who listens to nothing but self-help tapes. And then he goes on his first sales thing, and he doesn't get the sale. But it turns out the sales tapes never helped him for end up. You know, the motivational tapes didn't do squat for him. No, or 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 more to the point, the self help tapes in question couldn't have helped him because of the kind of person that he is. They wouldn't have helped him anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And and so these guys then realize, well, I'm not alone. So and then I can, you know what? I think I can get away with this because I got away with it online. And then reality strikes. So it turns out reality is more powerful than sitting behind a screen, you know, with a fake name, causing some poor person misery. No, I mean I think of the kid that went to Charlottesville, you know, spent all of his savings, and he comes back to Northern California to find that the hot dog place that he worked in Berkeley fired him. And he's like, "Why'd you do that?" And they they showed they showed him. They said, yeah. we, got, "We got hundreds of complaints about they, you." They, they, See, that's the thing. The Internet has managed to disconnect this uh, up until now, consequence to what you were saying. Okay. And now people can identify you. They dox you, as they call it, you know, where they will identify you. And then they'll they'll put your address, your phone number. But but look, it's one thing to dox somebody because you disagree with them and you're angry about them. It's another thing you dox somebody who is arrogant and capricious in the way they carry themselves around. And you're like, okay, well, I'll yeah. knock you down a few pegs, you know? Right. No, I, I agree with you. You, yeah. have, you have people who, I just don't like that guy, so I'm going to expose where he lives. Or, or worse, they'll do something called swatting, where they'll call up the police and say, yeah, there's this weird incident where it requires a SWAT team to show up at people's houses. <laughs> you know, these you know, terrible things like that. But then again, you get the other end of it, where you have people behind, say, Twitter, saying things like that woman who a couple years ago wrote about AIDS and being white while flying to Africa. Right. You know, by the time she landed, she was out of a job, you know, because people connected her to a real-world gig. Well, let let me ask you something. Somebody figures out how to send the SWAT team to your house for whatever reason. Okay. The call or the email or the text got to come from somewhere. The SWAT team realizes there's nothing there. They are going to investigate where this came from. If you do that, if you sick the Los Angeles Police Department on somebody for a non existent crime simply to be a nuisance, you end up getting arrested in this city. 
Yeah, I don't know how they get away with that. I always thought that they use like a Skype number or a Google Voice number. Right. You know, so they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll use a number from, say, say somebody wanted to get you and do that to you. I bet Never they will admit, someday. Right? Yeah. Or Miguel. We'll use Miguel. Oh, by all means. Let's, okay, let's do that. Yes. Yeah. So what happens is sure, they'll find a phone it. number yeah. in Miguel's area on Google Voice, register because it's free. Right. And you basically get a free phone line. Yeah. You know, and then next thing you know, they pull the prank. Now, I'm sure there's other steps. Now, the police are very well aware how this works. Right. But, you know, it just. It just reminds you that there's sick people out there, yeah. and, and, and that the technology has enabled them where they couldn't before. But, you know, it's a double-edged sword because now they can be exposed. Again, most of these idiots right. do it from their phone. Right. And while there's VPN software for their phone, right. you know, doing it behind a cable line. Yeah. And I think doing it behind a cellular line, while the technology of Internet packets are the same, right. it's harder to mask yourself because you got the GPS. Yeah, you got the GPS, but by the same token, is it, didn't the FBI simply couldn't break into some terrorist's phone no matter how hard they yeah, tried? Yeah, there there actually specifically with the San Bernardino. Right. And, and Apple would not relent. They had to go to court, which... They gave a flimsy reason saying right. that if we did that... It's a slippery slope, a, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. That what, that what the FBI originally wanted was a tool. Right. They wanted a piece of software for Apple to develop so they can get into this. Well, they were afraid that if they developed this software, it would get out into the public. Oh, okay. Which, look what happened with the NSA's software. It's out there. Okay. We are, we are entering not so much a brave new world, but an ugly new world, wouldn't you say? I would, but it's also the consequences are catching up. You really think so? Well, you know, back in the day, people wrote anonymous letter death threats letters, and eventually people figured out through the postal system, you know, and now you're doing the same thing with the Internet. That software you want that is going to happen, I guarantee, I, I would bet money on that. Very good, and I would bet against you. Southern California Live with Wendell, 750. We'll be back. In between your Southern California live with Wendell at 7:54 at the Patriot KIBM 11:50 with Johnny Wen- uh, Johnny Wendell Johnny Venom I'm Johnny Wendell he's Johnny Venom we're two Johnnies we're two Johnnies in a potty not no a pod not a potty a pod <laughs> okay uh, that that didn't come out quite. If this were Mexico, we'd be one-on-one. <laughs> Juano y Juan, Juan y Juanito. No, I mean, we're both Juanitos. I'm not a Juan. Yeah, you're the cooler one. I'm just a fatter one. No, no, no. You're, we're, we're both equal. I'm not San Juan and you're Juanito. We're both Juans together. You know? We're Don Juans. Anyhow. Yeah, we're Don. <laughs> and I'm still Miguel. You're still Miguel. We're Don Juans' reckless he's our daughter. Sancho Panza. No, wait, that's a different story. No, he's more like Sancho's pizza, if you think about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or Poncho's yeah, pizza or, or, or inedible pizza or whatever. Um, you Have you been following this Rand Paul thing at all? This is like this has got to be one of the funniest stories in the news. You're you're aware of this thing, right? Or oh I, yeah, no, or no. You know he. It's turning out. They're, well, they're both well to do, and I just got a feeling that Paul is just a terrible neighbor, and it's something just spilled over. I think that what happened 
truth be told, is that Rand had figured out how to wind up this particular neighbor, how to drive him crazy. They've been they've been at each other's throats forever. Right. And I think he and he was mowing his lawn and the neighbor came storming over and broke like half a dozen of, of Paul's ribs. He's in. He's laid up. He's in terrible shape now. Right. I mean, just like, he's lucky he didn't have a punctured lung from this. Right. Like I said, this has been something that's been boiling over for a very long time. Okay. But, but check this out. Okay. The average imbecile that sees everything through the prism of, yay, Republican, boo, Democrat, or vice versa sees that the neighbor was an anesthesiologist, a doctor, just like Paul is. Paul, although I don't know if an ophthalmologist is actually a doctor, but at any rate, the anesthesiologist is the neighbor, okay? The anesthesiologist is a Democrat, a liberal, right? And came over, and he was irate at Paul, and he, you know, he kicked the crap out of him, okay? Um, everywhere you look at the story, you see... Oh, the crazy liberal went out of his mind and beat up the righteous, wonderful, angelic Rand Paul. It was a political thing. And you point out to them, excuse me, have you ever lived next to anybody in your life? Human beings sometimes don't get along with each other and it has nothing to do with politics. I put this up on Twitter, right? Yeah. I had an army of cult-worshipping, boot-licking Rand Paul lovers and fans jumped down my throat, okay? When I pointed out the plainly obvious, you don't know what goes on between... It's not politics. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's two neighbors that don't get along, clearly, okay? No, it's not that. Democrats are crazy and they're evil. And yeah, it's like it's, it's the same thing with the sh- you know. First off, they lived a great distance apart from each other, and according to every news story, they hardly saw each other. I mean, he really had to be a terrible neighbor for, for at this point. Right. You know, I mean, if your nearest neighbor lives uh, a mile away from you or a quarter of a mile away from you, right? What are you exactly doing to get him to come over? I mean, I was thinking like mowing his lawn at some outrageous hour, yeah, and, you know, and, and it just and, drove him crazy. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, but the right wing, they, they just want to be jerks on this stuff. It's sort of like, no, the, the right wing is always good. It's, it's, it's the liberals who are the craziest. Oh, it's yeah. like with the shooter in the, in the, the in, tragic in, thing in Las, Texas. And in Las making, Vegas, too. Yeah, no, no, no. This, this right now, yeah, what's, uh, you got the Breitbart's and, and the Infowars painting out the shooter in Texas to be an Antifa member. Yeah, but what was he in reality? Does anybody Nobody know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything about the guy. He's, he looked like a, kind of a dope to me from his pictures, just like the, like a like an inbred weasel. You know, it, you it know? just it boggles the mind. No, but it's but, because everything has to be binary. My yeah. side is good and your side is bad, and it goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment. It's it's like we have become a race of pathetic trolls where everything is how do I one up somebody all that matters to me is if is if is if I score points vicariously through somebody on my side Rand Paul is a Republican the Democrat beat him up okay therefore the Democrat is a t- 
typical psychotic liberal, like the guy who shot up in Las Vegas, then you find out that the guy in Las Vegas wasn't even registered to vote. Nobody knew what his politics were. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's like you, you just shake your head, Johnny, and you, you shrug your shoulders and go, folks, it's not the Yankees. It's not the Dodgers versus the Astros. It, it's not the Patriots against the Broncos, man. It's people in a gray area. Dude, we'll talk next week, right? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Southern California Live with Wendell, the Patriot. We shall return. Stay tuned. Southern California Live with Wendell at 8.06 p.m. on the Patriot KEIBAM 1150. Joined for the next two segments by Mo Kelly of The Mo Kelly Show. They broadcast next door at AM 640. And his producer, Mr. Tawala Sharp, gentleman, and I use that expression as loosely as it could ever be imagined, welcome back to the Patriot. Mo, you are texting away feverishly. Why has he always got to tell my business? <laughs> well, because you, you, you missed your cue, so I had to let I the didn't world... miss my cue. I laughed at your somewhat funny joke about gentlemen loosely related. And all that. You always want to make fun of me. You want to make fun of what I'm eating. You want to make fun when I'm texting. What? What? What else you want to make fun of? My Lakers? What? 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 Shirt's okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, Tawala's is more stylish, though, of course. He's, Captain America. He's got his Captain America yeah. thing happening. Uh, Mo, what'd you talk to about tonight on your show? <laughs> I talked about, and actually it was a continuation of a conversation from Saturday night regarding the revelations made by Donna Brazil, inter- former interim chair of the DNC. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And my thing was this. I understand everyone's going to write their book and you want to sell as many books as possible. Oh, yeah. But as the former interim chair of the DNC or the former nominee of the party, right, I'm going, to hold, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard and a higher responsibility in terms of how your actions may influence the direction and future of the party. Since supposedly both of you are supposed to have the interests of the party at heart as opposed to the interests of your bank account. Uh, as Donna Brazile and uh, Hillary Clinton are, in fact, has-beens, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. care what either of them think. How's that? I don't either. <laughs> but unfortunately, what they put out there then turns into messaging for the other side. It will turn into campaign ads. No, I find that. Yeah. Yeah. And 
for those who don't know, I'm a registered independent. I'm not here to save to the Democratic Party. From a strategy standpoint, it seems to me that it's poor strategy. Oh, sure. You know, it's like the uh, what the Republicans had a post-mortem in 2013, why'd we lose in 2012? And they fought over that in public for a couple of months. And didn't use it. <laughs> no, they didn't use it. And it was, you know, they... Then in 2014, they did fine. So you you never know how these things are going to affect anybody. I know anecdotally, they were asking early voters in the Virginia gubernatorial race uh, about the Donna Brazil revelations, and none of them, and the effect it had on their vote was zero. Okay, they were going to vote for Gillespie, they were going to vote for Northam, but it, did, it didn't matter. But the issue that Donna Brazil was raising and how it may affect them is in terms of the perception of the the party and also the apparatus of the DNC and fundraising. Right. Um, wasn't a lot of what she had claimed was knocked down by uh, Talking Points Memo and, and other websites were like, well, this, you know, your timelines are off, ma'am. These don't make any sense. Yeah, they were knocked down, but I'm I'm going to tend to believe Donna Brazil, who was in it and right. of it, as opposed to Talking Points Memo, which was on the outside kind of reporting after the fact. That could be. And she okay. did try to, you know, come and clean it up a little bit for right. everyone who tried to run with uh, her memo. Right. And she tried to go, like, oh, 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 hold on, everyone, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, I mean, they're in the unenviable position, the Democrats are, of having uh, blown an easy win. The Democrats in 2016 were sort of like, and it pains me to say this, but I will say it, they were sort of like the Dodgers in Game 7. No, no, they were the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. What, being up 28 to 3? Yes. Okay. The thing is, is that Hillary never had that kind of enormous lead over Trump. Okay. Uh, We we can battle with the analogies back and forth, but the fact of the matter is, is had the Dodgers started either Kershaw or Wood, they wouldn't have found themselves down five to nothing after. What is wrong with them? Do you you know, I'm sorry. I've sat on this all week. I have. I'm still pained. I'm I'm right there with you. I have not let this slip. But as somebody who lives in the neighborhood of Dodger Stadium and watched people skulk out of there after Game 7 absolutely destroyed by the imbecilic decision to to pitch that that lame ass that they put out there. It's it's like I'm sorry, Darvish couldn't get six outs in his first start. What made you think he could get six outs in the second time that he pitched? I would have rather have lost with Kershaw on the mound or Wood starting starting. Right. Kershaw pitched what four four innings. innings. If you if Kershaw could have given you three or four innings, then you bring in Wood for three. Right. Then you bring in Stripling for an inning. Then you bring in uh, Jansen. There's your game. Get, or Morrow and then Jansen. Your horses. Your horses. Go with your horses. Morrow pitched one third of an inning. Okay. I went out. My son and I sat through the 13 to 12 game on the edges of our seats going crazy game five which was last sunday right okay it was 13 to 12 and the astros won at the 10th one when jansen was so exhausted he could hardly lift his arm right okay that game was for the ages and and the comeback game okay game six where they where they just they owned houston Mm -hmm. okay game seven 
I'm, I'm, I'm there on the edge of my seat going, please, Dave, don't start. Don't pitch Darvish at all. Okay, pinch run him. If you got to put him in the game, pinch run him, Dave. You know, you were a famous pinch runner yourself at one point, Dave. You can understand that. But no, that's not what happened. What happened? I don't know. And, and, I'm, and I'm told that the front office came down on Roberts and said, you know, this guy, uh, we made a big deal for him. He's going to pitch right. game seven. I'm telling you, I think it was Dave's decision. It had to have been. It had to have been. And I understand they... They spent a lot of money to get Darvish, but basically they were renting him as a trial run to see if they were going to keep him. He's a free agent. Absolutely. He's gone. But the bottom line was he was the freshest pitcher, to your point, because he couldn't get anybody out. I would rather have lost with the Dodgers' best as opposed to an unknown commodity who had not demonstrated that he could get anybody out. I mean— you know, you asked me on your show before. You said, "Like, look, come on, man! You're Boston top to bottom. You're a Red Sox fan. Why are you taking right. this so hard?" And and it pointed out to you that the Dodgers were the hated enemy of the Yankees, which meant that they were much loved in Boston. Okay, um, it 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 isn't just that. It's that they are my hometown team. You know, I don't have any affinity for the Angels. They're in Orange County. Okay, but. Right. The Dodgers are in my neighborhood. My children love the, our Dodgers fans. They're not Red Sox fans, okay? We are of where we are from, right? But I have lived in the neighborhood for a long, long, long time and have been, and, and have a natural affinity for the Dodgers anyway as the team of Sandy Koufax, okay? Mm-hmm. That being said, when it was announced that Darvish was pitching against McCullers, I just threw up my hands and said, McCullers is going to come out cool as a cucumber with nothing to lose, and they're going to bring in either Peacock or or Morton from the bullpen who will shut them down. Do not start Darvish. The most they will be able to eke out of this game is three runs. And and we knew it was going to be a pitcher's duel, and that's why you make the argument for Kershaw. And I knew after you give up the runs in the first inning, having nothing to do with the second inning, I thought the game was over because it it was going to be one of those games. Right, or... You look at it like this and you say, okay, Bellinger is responsible ultimately for those two runs, understood. But they were tagging the ball pretty good. Yeah. And when George Springer came up, it's like, get him out. Okay, get just get him out. George Springer, you could throw the ball uh, uh, 15 yards over his head. He'd throw his bat up in the air and hit it over the fence. He's that hot. Now, okay. what do you say with all that? What do you say to the theories and thoughts and reports that Darvish was tipping his pitches? I know Is that, that on purpose. No, um, no. he's uh, just that bad. No, I remember there was a the Red Sox ace is Chris Sale, who they got from Chicago, that left left hander with the crazy delivery, and he lost a couple of games in the middle of the year because it was said, to the Indians. Is it was said that they could tell by how the ball was coming out of his hand if it was a change or if it was a slider, if it was a cutter, if it was straight, it was a two seam fastball. Okay. That's what tipping your pitches mm. means. Is essentially your hand comes out of the glove a little faster than or a little sooner yeah. than it ought to, and they're like, ah, oh. 
Because these guys can see anything. I mean, they they can see a tick on top of the second baseman's head. Oh yeah, no, I'm no, yeah. no. This I know. I know that he wasn't doing they it can't on, see. So I'm just saying, it so he wasn't purpose. doing it on purpose. Okay. No, it it's just it's just a natural flaw in his in his, uh, in his skill. Well, on this particular outing, and I also mm-hmm. noticed that he he couldn't get the ball enough out of the strike zone for them to chase it. It's like that. It's, I'm screaming at him, especially when Springer hit the home run. It's like if you're gonna throw a low pitch to George Springer, put it around his shoe tops, not anywhere where he can golf it and there it goes three run home run game over over. i'm screaming at the tv game over my neighbors who are from texas are in heaven you know and i'm just you know they're like ha 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 he's suffering that makes it even better it's just like i don't i don't know how we devolved into baseball but we did (laughs) uh what else did you talk about mo well, of course, we talked about the Mueller indictments in depth as far as who might be next on the list, as we did with you tonight. Right. Um, what the GOP should be concerned with. You have a president who is on the other side of the world. Right. Not really pitching his tax plan. That's not really going anywhere. Right. And you have the walls closing in in the sense of the first three had some connection to Donald Trump. Paul Manafort, most definitely. Yeah, he's his campaign manager. But the next set of indictments, right. which we know are coming at some point. Are Flynn and Son. That's right at his doorstep. Right. Um, what I'm curious about on this tax thing that I don't understand is that you have, California's got 14 Republican congressmen and 39 Democrats, right? They do. Okay. Over half of these Republicans in the congressional delegation represent districts that went for Hillary Clinton. If you are backing a tax plan where we can no longer write off our state and local taxes as a deduction and medical expenses as a deduction, because those things could go mm-hmm. in these tax plans, your job is gone in these districts. You're going to lose by 20 percentage points. You're talking about raising taxes on 70% of the people in your district. They'll know this too. Mm -hmm. And they will ask you, why did you do this? I mean, to Daryl Issa, I mean, I know why Daryl Issa would do it. He's he's worth a quarter of a billion dollars. He gets a gigantic fat tax break. I can understand why he would, but the rest of them are not quite as fortunate as he is. Why would they do this? I think it looks good on paper in terms of the Republican Party that gets something they won. passed. They won. Right. Mm. But ultimately it's also it's the same with repeal and replace Obamacare. They are working against their own constituencies interests. Which you don't understand. Why would you do that? That's not the reason. That's not what that's not how one stays elected. They it, weren't ready to govern Johnny. Yeah. They, they wanted to win but they were not ready to govern to pass legislation. They were so convinced they were going to lose and they could be in the opposition for four years and be a nuisance for four years. But unfortunately, they had to go to work. It's like a firefighter is like, well, you know, I mean, I'm on a lake. There's water everywhere. Nothing's going. What is, what is smoke? I don't know what to do with smoke. That's what it is. Could I have? Okay. Phil's giving us a cut sign. We'll be back. Southern California Live with Wendell. It is 819. Stay tuned. Uh, with Mo Kelly and Tawala Sharp. Um, We talked on your show about the unusual goings-on between Senator Rand Paul and his neighbor. Yes. Senator Paul was mowing his own lawn, which he was, 
And uh, the neighbor came over while Paul was mowing the lawn, and they had uh, a tiff. Fisticuffs. They had fisticuffs. It was a Donnybrook. Uh, yeah, it was more <laughs> than a tiff. It was more than a misunderstanding. I mean, ribs were broken. A half a dozen ribs were yes. broken. It's like half of all his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phil and I were speculating that either... The anesthesiologist, which, by the way, I mean, as, as, as my wife is a nurse and I know a lot of medical people as a result, anesthesiologists tend to be meek. They, they do not tend to be big, buff, strong dudes or women. They tend okay. to be a little, okay. No, 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 no. Going, Just recently for my recent surgeries. Yeah. The, uh, uh, and me and the anesthesiologist at Cedars, yeah. we were talking and he was talking about some of his martial arts skills. Oh, so okay. I say, so I say that to say, that's funny that you say that. Okay, Cause so, okay, so I'm just talking to a guy and he was like, yeah, he's like, no, I get down. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we just were laughing up. He's like, yes, I'm going to put you out and I don't have to hit you. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. 199, uh, you're yeah. right. <laughs> um, Mo, we're wondering, do you think that he broke Paul's ribs from hitting him or knocking him down and kicking him? How do you think he did that? Hmm. A good old stomping? Yeah, yeah I, that seems stomping to get that many ribs. He stomped. It, it, I mean, I first or, thought he had a, a weapon to get that many ribs. Uh-uh. I'm just saying, like, okay, think about it, though. Okay. Rand Paul. Hey, what are you doing? Hands up. This is me. My hands up. Calm down, buddy. And, and this guy gets up. a nice roundhouse into his rib cage. And knocks him. That, all, wasn't, arms that up. wasn't a conventional fight. Put that, it that like way. I'm okay. saying, so, yeah. like, it, so, yeah. it, 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 it was not just a normal, oh, they're rolling around the ground. No. The the aggressor right. put something on him that Rand Paul wasn't expecting. So Aquabuda, he got he got beat. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But but to your point was it didn't seem political. It seemed very personal. Yeah. He may happen so. to be a senator, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't find himself in personal disputes. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I would think that if it had been a politically motivated thing, you know, if, 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 if the neighbor was that angry over politics and Kentucky being Kentucky, you probably would have shot him. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's that's yeah. how I would look at it. You know, if it was a political thing, he probably would have... Gone all the way, as as it were. I think that they got into a dis- that they probably had a long running dispute over any noise, uh, interpersonal relationships. It could be a little hanky panky going on with one of them and a wife. So it's possible, okay, and uh, it escalated into violence, you know. But it, it, I just this is ridiculous. <laughs> it really oh no! It, and it says that. Okay. Uh, that Randy or Renee Boucher, this type of injury is caused by high velocity, severe force. <laughs> this is what the doctors uh, are fl- saying. Flying knee drop, Mo. He knocked yeah. him down and you, landed you, on you, him on his knees. You can't high blow v- on someone's ribs and have them break. No, that's right. <laughs> and you can't hit somebody that hard and bust them. I mean, unless, you know, you got to get some pretty amazing shots. I mean, shots this, this, guy does, this guy doesn't look like a wimp. No, he looked like he. No, made, he, he manhandled. Yeah, he looked yeah. like he manhandled. Yeah, he, he kicked. <laughs> he kicked his ass. Yeah, yeah. this was this was brutal. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's amazing though that uh, you, you turn on the internet and and you you read about this stuff and it's incredible how people who are so macho and strutty and forceful will go. 
oh, this is terrible. It shows how violent people on the left are. It's like, unbelievable. You went from bully to snowflake in one tweet. You know? I just don't like how they turned it into a, a political issue yeah. where it's not about the incident. It's always about how they can politically characterize it and then malign the other side. Oh, yeah. No, my side won because the, the crazy Democrat beat up the righteous Republican. You know, it's like, no, it's like one neighbor didn't get along with another neighbor mm-hmm. and there was trouble. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and your energy. We shall return the Patriot... Wendell, 8.30. Stay tuned. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, indeed. Southern California live with Wendell. At 8.36 p.m. on The Patriot. Thank you to Mo, to Twala, to Johnny Bevan. Thank you to the staff. Thank you to all that with us through thick and thin. We do appreciate it very, very, very much indeed. So I was a guest on Mo Kelly's show on KFI a couple of hours ago. Sometimes the two middle segments in his first hour, we talk about the news of the day. And he wanted to get my take on the events in Texas, in Sutherland Springs, which if you are waking up from a coma and hadn't heard this, or if your spaceship has just landed from Neptune, Sutherland Springs is a tiny town outside of San Antonio, Texas, and uh, its Baptist church was shot up by a lunatic, killed over 20 people and wounded another 20. I think he ended up killing 26 people and wounding 20. I don't know what the count is. I haven't been following that particularly gruesome metric. And Mo had me on and he asked me what I thought of this particular situation. Now, here's a little insider tidbit for you. Something that you probably don't know about the nuts and bolts of spoken word on AM radio, talk radio. There are two topics that most hosts avoid like bubonic plague. One is the subject of abortion, and the other is the subject of firearms. And the reason that these two topics tend to be no-nos on the radio is because positions on these issues have been so clearly staked out and are so vehemently oppositional that one side no longer listens to the other side's argument. In fact, every news story that that involves either of these becomes an opportunity for representatives of this particular point of view 
you know, or fans of whatever point of view, be it uh, pro or anti-firearm. Although in reality, on the issue of firearms, it's a great gray area, but nobody really wants to look at it that way. You have people who are pro-firearm who will claim that people who want to impose certain restrictions on firearm sale and ownership want to ban all guns. You hear that all the time. And because this is not an accurate statement at all, in fact, it's in, in debating, what's, it's what's called a straw man argument. In other words, you claim that somebody says something that they never said and then knock it down like it's a, like it's a scarecrow, a straw man. And that's the straw man argument. You hear this all the time. I don't know as I've ever met anybody who believed in the banning of guns. Okay. Um, That being said, that topic is heavily on people's minds today. And I didn't know what the topic we were going to discuss was on my own volition. When Morris was, was telling me what it is we were going to talk about, I raised my hand as if to halt him. And I said, surprise me, so it's fresh. And then he springs the firearm thing, because after all, it's in the news. There was a massacre in Texas. It's a huge news story. What did I think? And I always believe that in debate or discourse or in writing anything or in any kind of verbal creation of a point, a treatise, or an argument that one should go with the ethos of the famous author Jack Kerouac, my fellow Massachusetts-born and and bred author, famous for life on the road. Okay, Jack Kerouac, the beat poet. Kerouac's motto as a writer was, first thought, best thought. That's what he said. And what he meant was the first thing that comes to mind is probably the smartest thing you're ever going to come up with. And as a former newspaper writer, I I still write occasionally, newspaper writer and someone who writes novels, which I do, I go with with what Jack said, you know, not just because On the Road is such a great book, but because they're good words to live by. So when Mo asked me what I thought of this, first thought, best thought, I turned to his producer Tawala Sharp, and I said, Tawala, you and I are older men with young children. He said, that's true. And I said, I want to know if you feel the way I feel. And this is what I said. I said, every time I drop my youngest son off at middle school and then my older child at high school, it now crosses my mind. It does. I'm not making this up. This isn't theater. This isn't histrionics. This is true. I don't lie to you. If I'm going to put you on, I'll tell you. This is the truth. It now crosses my mind, this may be the last time I ever see you. I'm not making this up. And you know what? If you have children or grandchildren, you feel the same way too, whether you want to admit it in public or not that the distinct possibility now exists that you take your children, you drop them off at school, you drop them off at the Americana to see a film, 
you are in a restaurant with them or them with their friends, they're in a nightclub like uh, the one in Orlando or the, or the Bataclan in Paris, and you can get shot up to pieces. It's true. If you have children or grandchildren and you were to tell me with a straight face in 2017 that it never occurs to you now that this may be the last time, and I'm not going to break into the Stones song here, no, that this might be the last time that you ever see your precious creations. You're lying to me. You're a liar. And if you were to confront me face to face and say, so you're Johnny Wendell. I heard you on the air. You said that it's first and foremost in your mind that some crazy shooter could kill your kids and you actually, well, I don't think that way because, and I'd stop you right then and there. And I'd say, you're lying to me. You're a liar. I don't care what your position is on the issue of firearm ownership or sale or carry, or possession, or whether or not they're adequate protection in a dangerous, whatever your opinion is, at the bottom of it, whether you like guns or you don't like guns, the thought is in your mind. My children can be killed in public at any time. And I also know that it probably crosses your mind when your kids go over to their friends' houses or on play dates, that you aren't entirely sure that the house that they're in may or may not have a spare firearm sitting around because as anybody who reads news or watches news knows, that this is a frequent occurrence. A child finds a parent's firearm and it goes off. Kids kill other kids, kids kill adults, adults kill children because they didn't know what is this under the cushion, bang. It's true. And this has nothing to do with, oh, Wendell, listen to him complain. He must be a gun grabber. No. You know what I'm not? I'm not a boot-licking suck-up that spends day in and day out on AM radio or the internet or cable television flacking for the weapons industry. I leave that to my peers. If they can live with that, that's fine. I'm good with them doing that. I can't tell other people how to live. I can only live my own life. It's the only one I have. But if I were to corner any of them, and I'm not going to name them by name, it's not worth it, I would ask them, when you say goodbye to your children wherever they go, during the day or at night, it never crosses your mind that they may be a statistic in a massacre in America where over 20,000 people are murdered by other people by handgun or by rifle. Okay, it never occurs to you, not in the wake of San Bernardino, Orlando, Las Vegas, Sutherland Springs, Columbine, 
how many, uh, Roseboro, Oregon, Santa Barbara, California, massacre after massacre after massacre, right? Doesn't it cross your mind? And if they were to say to me, no, because whatever their cockamamie lying excuses, I laugh at them and I go, you're so afraid to take any kind of position that might be construed as, I don't know, I don't know why they think that's, it has nothing to do with being pro or anti-gun, but I think what it is is that if you don't tow the party line with enough vigor, everybody turns on you. What's wrong with him? Why can't he get into lockstep? Doesn't he know that guns don't kill? People kill. If Guns are outlawed, only outlaws. I mean, I've heard, I've heard every cliche you can ever imagine, okay? And I go, that's fine. Repeat all of them. Knock yourself out, chief. But what I want to know at the end, when, you, when you're finally done with every one of these tired old saws and homilies, oh, and by the way, and my favorite, that people's thoughts and prayers are with the families of Sutherland Springs, Texas, your thoughts and prayers don't amount to a hill of dung. Not bat guano, not crap, not effluence. And I can't use the word that I'm dying to use, but I think you know it comes out of the anus of a bull. All right? Your tired, tedious way of looking at this stuff is nonsense. I want you to truth up. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm like I said, I'm not going to call out anybody by name. You know who you are. If you have children you have grandchildren and you let them out the door of your car or out the front door of your house or you're letting them off in front of a theater for a show or a rave or whatever, in the back of your head you are now thinking, I wonder if tonight's the night that this is going to happen. I know you're thinking that because if you're not, Either you're crazy or you're lying to yourself. Roll that one over in your mind. We'll be back. Wendell. Oh, is it ever the big hiss off? Southern California Live with Wendell at 8.54. Time for Miguel's Social Life. I give you the producer of the Johnny Wendell Show, Miguel. Hello. So... You have big news for us in terms of your social life today, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. You intend to do what exactly? Uh, I was going to say I'm pregnant, but never mind. Uh, uh, (laughs) And and I'd ask you who the dad was, but you don't have eyes in the back of your head. (laughs) I had to laugh at that joke because nobody else would. Okay, so go Uh, ahead. Yeah, Uh, I decided to leave. The best city in the whole wide world. And that would be Los Angeles, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And relocate to uh, New York City. And when do you intend to uh, make your sojourn to the Big Apple? Uh, sometime next year, hopefully um, around this time, if not even sooner. Okay. So I'm using this time right now to save up, which I'm going to need. You're going to need a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, where are you going to live in New York City, and what are you going to do for a living? Um. So I have a couple of friends 
that suggested the Bronx because that's where they live. And where do they um, live in the Bronx? Do you know that? I, I don't know. They just the told me. Okay. Yeah, they just. I don't. I don't know the specific neighborhoods and everything. Okay. Um, if yeah. if they tell you anything about uh, Hunts Point, or south of Yankee Stadium, suggest that you probably want to live somewhere else. Although well, yeah, I, it is 2017. Those could be very nice neighborhoods at this point. Yeah, one of my friends told me that she lives right next to Yankee Stadium. So yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But It used, <laughs> it, it used to be a ticket to death. Oh, okay. But uh, it's become considerably cleaned up. Phil, does, uh, does uh, Lou still live in New York City? No, no. He bought a house out in Westchester. Oh, okay, so he doesn't live in the city at all. No. Um, maybe, uh, Phil's brother Lou lives in Westchester County, which is, is just North of the city. Maybe he could tell, help you, you know, that'd be appreciated. Um, what are you going to do to, uh, make a living in, in, in an incredibly expensive place to live? <laughs> well, I mean, one of my plans is it, it'd be easier, easy to transition, uh, within the company. All right. So you, you would know, work at iHeart. iHeart. Um, okay. hopefully, you know, get a raise be promoted to something okay, that pays so, more. <laughs> okay, we are talking about... Yeah, uh, that's, I'm being hopeful yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that. One one would say that you're straddling the border of uh, hallucinogenics here, but that, Maybe. okay, I understand that. But, you know... Uh, have there, you, it, 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 have yeah. you ever been in, to New York City in your life? Yeah, I was actually supposed to go to school out there. I've yeah. been there... For, where, you, where were you going to go? Uh, I was going to go to Brooklyn College, I believe. Okay. That's yeah, it's nice. Right in, down, right in so-called downtown Brooklyn, near where the Nets play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was a nice area, but things didn't work out. Okay. So that's why I've been living here. And sure. have you run this past uh, your mother and your father? Yeah. They, it's funny. They're supportive. They're just like, yeah, go go, go wherever you want, but don't get tattoos. And But you got the tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> and they're healing nicely. Yeah. No okay. infection. I'm clean. Okay, very good. good. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, what do you think set you on this path? Uh, was this a, a germ of an idea that you had? Were you walking down the street and said, I, I want to live in New York City? Uh, yeah, um, I just know for a fact that I'm not going to fully grow to the person that I want to be if I can, if I live here my whole life. Because you will always feel like you're in the place where you were born, so you, right. you can't matriculate entirely. Yeah, and I believe that. Um, I I understand. Yeah, that I believe completely. that you can't grow if you don't put yourself if you don't get out of your comfort zone. Right. So I mean, yeah. I did the, I did the same thing considerably late. You you you're 24, right? 25. You're 25. Yeah, yeah and I relocated at 33, and and I did so partially because. I, I didn't feel like I wanted to be where I was born my whole mm -hmm. life. It just it just struck me that there has to be another place on earth that is probably more conducive to the kind of thinking that I have. And I, I'd been to Los Angeles on vacation, and I'd found that the timbre of living here and the pace and the kind of people that lived here were they were a lot more amenable to my kind of thinking so maybe new yorkers maybe at heart you're a new yorker maybe we'll see bona, <laughs> bona swear then definitely thank Good you luck. southern california live with wendell it's nine o'clock here in los angeles congratulations to the astros he says muttering angrily under his breath we'll see you next week Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.